We're back. It was delayed a couple of days because I had some drama, which I've discussed on other shows, but I don't want to talk about it here. Because this isn't about my drama. This is about the tea. And it starts now. Uh, hey everyone, this is Joe Batanz here, and I'm joined, as always, by the goddess of glitz, garbage, and glamour, Miss Lori Rodkin. Bam! <laughs> hey guys. Only in How America can a woman like me have a freaking chorizo! <laughs> we were talking about, uh, uh... We were talking about Lexi Patel before. Lori, what did you think of that? Sickly, no. <laughs> and even if I was born on the moon, I will still be in America. <laughs> even if I was born on the moon, I'd still be in America. Lori Roggenkamp, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. I went for a one-mile walk today, and that mm-hmm. has depleted all my energy. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's it. Uh, I also ordered a a thing of guacamole from El Torito, and they gave me a gallon-sized bag of tortilla chips. So I'll be snacking on tortilla chips for the rest of my life, if anybody wants them. And from Los Angeles, I got a text message from him yesterday where he said, I just watched a show Golden Girls. It's totally bingeable. Mr. J. Ellis, how are you? Yeah, what an idiot. You know what? You guys would really... I think you'd really like this show. <laughs> Tell me about you, it. You know what, Jay? It's have you ever thought about maybe doing a podcast where you... we Maybe we could do that. Maybe we do a podcast where we recap our favorite episodes. I'm open to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just new to it, so it would take a little bit to get through. But yeah, I, I don't know why nobody's capitalized on that idea. Let me ask yeah. you this question. I haven't talked to you about this. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, saving this for the tea. But um, did I even respond to that text or anything? I think I was just like, I'm saving this for the tea. And I think you said, haha, good. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I imagine you were rolling on the floor laughing and being yeah. like, good. Yeah, good for the tea. Uh, oh, Jay, have no. you if never... he rolled on the floor, he wouldn't be, get, be getting back up. We'd <laughs> no. be doing this podcast from the floor. Well, what's funny, Lori, is that's actually my primary mode of transportation is by rolling. If I need to get somewhere fast, I just roll. Uh, the next text that came through was send help, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, what were you going to ask about? Have Golden you really Girls? never seen the Golden Girls before? No, uh, I have like a, a very fond relationship with it where my mm-hmm. grandma used to watch. I, uh, I have a big Italian family, and every Sunday we would do a big spaghetti dinner that my great grandma would cook for everyone. And I wait, would wait, sit wait, with wait. my grandma. First of all. Okay. I'm Italian. Okay. <laughs> I'm Italian, right? Remember that? I'm Italian. I'm Italian. Yeah. That's from the um, Finding Prince Charlie. Sam, yeah. I, yeah, I related to Sam a lot. Yeah, okay, but but it sounds like did you're you not really somebody in a pool shed. That's <laughs> oh, right, Chad. Did you, did you have sex with a little midget in a pool shed? <laughs> anyway, uh, Jay Ellis. I don't want to talk about. Yeah, I will say it doesn't sound like you're really Italian. It sounds like you watched The Godfather and you're pretending to be. He's not like. 
hey. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. it's a me, a Mario, right? Because it would be if I was like, guys, you know how I'm Mexican, right? Well, I went to my Adobe house and uh, my mom was making tamales <laughs> and I just, I just woken up from my siesta. I was leaning up against the cactus. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Joe, and, it's it's funny you say that because as soon as he said uh, my fa- I have a big Italian family, mm-hmm. my first thought was, and you claim to have boundaries <laughs> with your family. I know. I feel true. like that's one thing to know about Italians is they don't know what boundaries are. Yeah, it sounds like Jay Ellis watched an, uh, uh, an Olive Garden commercial and decided to like <laughs> tell us about it on the team. But go ahead, Jay, tell us about your big Italian family. When you're yes. here, your family. Yeah. Every Sunday, we would fly to Sicily and go to my great grandma's house <laughs> in Italy. Um, that no, makes so sense. my great. Okay, so actually, this is kind of close not to give like where you guys are, but it was off Sunset Crossing. Uh, my great grandma, my grandma, my my papu, which was mm-hmm. my grandpa. There, my my papu and my great grandma are the Italians, mm-hmm. and they all lived. It was like a very multi generational home, and every Sunday, it was all my cousins, my aunt, aunts, and uncle. Is this Cher? I love that Zamore. <laughs> um, With your brother, anyway. Lu- you and your brother Luigi, did yeah. you go? At- and they're both yeah. plumbers. And yeah, one we time, plumbers. there, yeah, one time, man. My sister Peach would always yeah. um, hang out. Do you think that the, the verb for plumbers is plum? We would plum? Yeah. <laughs> is that what you said? That what is, sounds what right, though. It's, I, I bet you that's right. We to were plumbing. plumbing. Yeah, that, I don't know. Look it up. Someone look it up. But anyway, so I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. I don't even know what the oh Golden Girls. I was trying to figure out how this relates. Okay, so I have a. By lot the way, of you're about you're and... about as Italian as uh, as B. Arthur and uh, Estelle Getty. Yes. <laughs> Aren't they? Now I know that they're from Queens, right? Or Brooklyn? They just said it on an episode I watched. Um, but my grandma Lucille would smoke and have her vo, and we would watch. Uh, Wheel to Fortune and Jeopardy and some episodes of Golden Girls. So I have, I knew all of their names. I know the basics of the show, but I had never in my adulthood watched Golden Girls. And mm-hmm. so Paul and I took it upon ourselves to say, we want a really fun show that just dips through. I heard it held, holds up from holds like up, people like time. Joe. Yeah. Oh, and, and this is the most I've seen Paul laugh at a show in my life. So I've laughed hard. I really think that so far Betty White is her faces in season one are extremely funny because mm-hmm. as Rose, I don't know if she's really funny. Um, but yeah, it's the first time I'm watching the show all the way through and it has cons- we're on episode four and it's very funny. I'm super enjoying the show. Oh, I think you're at the very beginning. I mean, it, it, you know, season one, I would say, which is a very strong season is you get to like seasons three and four and it's just hidden out of the ballpark every episode. Cause even yeah. cause we know we're doing a, a recap called Shady Pines, you know, and um, you are? yep. What's that? It's a it's a recap show with myself. Oh, this is Jay. <laughs> Jay's playing his playlist right now. Yeah, we all used to get tambourines and sing this on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we're on camera right now, and everyone should know uh, Jay Ellis has both of his hands pinched together, and every time he talks, he's just shaking his hands like this. Yeah. yeah. And I have a cannoli in one and a tiramisu in the other. 
and there's an old old woman in the background just yeah. mixing a pot. Yeah. No idea what's happening. Every, Jay's whole entire life is a Martin Scorsese movie. He always had these really long tracking shots. And <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, the, the Golden Girls hold up. But even I would say when we did when we did Shady, I don't know if you, have you been listening to Shady Pines, Jay. No, because I didn't know the base. The oh, context. yeah, yeah. So, like, some of the best episodes are coming up. Like, and, I mean, not even the best episodes of the series. There's some really good ones coming up. I think we were and very... What are you guys on now? So, season one. Oh, are you going episode by episode? We're going episode by episode. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, we... Look, Mike and I wanted to do, like, pick our favorite episodes of each season. And Boo Hacker, I think, is in it for the long haul. In fact, just today... We recorded up to season eight, episode eighteen, and then Boo Hecker was like, "I'm busy, I can't do it anymore." So today we actually we are coming back tomorrow, actually, to finish the season. Boo Hecker was like, "I want to keep going after season one." So, okay, all right, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, now I have now I have the context, so now I can go back and listen, which is a fun way to pass because it's like twenty episodes each season, like twenty five. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, this is before networks really cut it off. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I'm All right. excited. Anyway, so the, the, that, was, that wasn't even... We, we haven't gotten to the T. We're already 10 minutes in it. And Jay, where, you're going, Jay, you're going to go play uh, some video games with your kids or something? My, yeah, my, my kids. <laughs> Who are these people <laughs> you're playing games with? Oh, uh, at 4 o'clock. Or any, I, I actually haven't gotten an official time, so we can go a little over because I'm supposed to get a 45-minute heads up. But my niece and nephew, I'm FaceTiming with them because it was my niece's birthday. Uh, Lori, was your birthday yesterday? Sure yeah. was. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Um, my niece's was earlier in the week, so she oh. was going to um, – she's going to – she had a pool party earlier today, so I'm going to call her later today and say happy how birthday. Old is, how old is she? She turned seven. Oh, Aww, that's yesterday I wished Laura a happy beloated birthday. That's why she had the chicken <laughs> fettuccine. That's very sweet. Yeah. Those are the kind of jokes you can expect here on the tee. Now, last week, as you know, and I want to jump into this right now because Laurie has about four news stories she wants to talk about, is uh, we took a poll. All right. And the poll was, uh, do you regularly wash your legs and feet in the shower? Do you regularly wash your legs and feet in the shower? Now, there were 109 votes. 109 votes. Do you want to crack, Jay, at how many of those votes uh, were... I can come up with a percentage while you figure it out, but uh, do you want to do percentage or number of votes? Um, if you can... I can figure out the percentage I real can do quick, the percentage you... really, really... I oh, can you do can, it right okay. now. Yeah. Out of 109, yeah. I would say... What percentage? 80, got... Go ahead. 80, 87%. 80s, 84%. 84%. Laura, you want to take a are guess here? Me. Are with Jay. 99% are with me and Jay, which is that you wash your legs and feet. Did Lori say she washed her legs and feet last week? Yeah. Oh. Correct answer is 88%. 96, 96 people said yes. Uh, 13, so clearly about 12% said they didn't. Now, I want to clarify something because I, I talked about this a lot. And I actually think that this is a very interesting – I talked to Jay about this earlier this week. I think this is a very interesting result in terms of statistics because uh, the, what happened is a straight friend of mine who listens to the T uh, messaged me, and he had heard the poll, and he knew that – you know, this poll – Jay, you had talked about it. This poll was like a Twitter sensation. Yeah. 
Oh, maybe a like a ago. year or so. Yeah, ago. a year or so ago, and it was much more balanced than I think. I think it wasn't like kind of close to fifty fifty, if I'm not mistaken, on Twitter. I don't remember. Yeah, and it was a big Twitter argument, and uh, my straight friend called me and said. He's all, do you wash, asking me, I listen, do you wash below your knees? I go, no, I wash everything to my knees, but I don't really wash below my knees, right? And he goes, neither do I. I don't see that. And so then I started doing a casual poll of my straight friends. And across the board, with the exception of one person, none of them washed below their knees uh, when they took a shower. So I'm wondering... If these numbers are skewed because we have very few straight men who uh, listen to this, our stuff. And if this is uh, like, so yes, 88% of um, of gay men and women wash below their legs. Somebody else made an interesting point too when they were talking about it, about why it, it, it was so skewed that way. But I don't remember what it was. But go ahead, uh, Jay. My... Uh, in, I, you, every after every poll every week, Joe calls me with an addendum. Like, P.S. I want you to know that I don't just sit and stare at the TV. Like he always has to give a qualifier yeah. for his mm-hmm. vote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. Just FYI, you know. Yeah. I was like, okay. Um, which is good because I'm always staying up at night just thinking about Joe. Um, yeah. Okay. You're so, like Miss Cracker. Uh, You're tossing and turning. Guys, <laughs> I'm tossing and turning. You know, it's so I funny. Can't sleep. There is this big uh, turn against Cracker right now on Reddit and stuff. And uh, I relate well, a lot to She was an asshole. Her. Oh. <laughs> As Joe's saying, he relates to Cracker. He, he says he relates a lot to her. The problem is, Joe, is like, she. the problem with, with, with her isn't, I think your, your guys' problem isn't the same thing. She's being told, you, you, these are your issues, and she's completely denying them and saying that she doesn't understand why people don't like her. Yeah, I'm aware of them. Um, you know you're what? aware of them. You just don't. You just don't do anything to fix. No, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't come in the next. I will say. I wouldn't come in the next day and say like. I don't know. But Jay, I was talking on the show about this. How much of that do you think was producer driven? That they told him, her, you should mention that uh, the next day. I almost think it was probably mentioned in the talking head portion. Like who I really think should have gone home was Angina, yeah. and I'm sure that there was a producer who said, you know, maybe you should mm-hmm. talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. But I don't know really how, I mean, in my head, these these uh, people are a little above being overproduced. But then we see like Fifi O'Hara, we see uh, other people in the show who have really fallen into that trap. So I don't, what do you think they're going to do with that footage? Like they're not going to make Miss Cracker come out smelling like roses. It's going to be obviously a villain. No, but you know, I saw someone on Reddit, they had a great term for what cracker was doing i said she was like playing to the cameras they had a great term for what she was doing to go back and find it but she is doing this oh she's trying to make meme worthy faces or something like they're they're, oh she's Alyssa edwarding all about yeah there is this weird sense that she knows the cameras and she's trying to make these extreme faces and say things and do things so that she can turn into a meme it's very bizarre to see and to see someone so conscious of it anyway just turn into drag race recap all of a sudden i don't know why (laughs) Um, Uh, but going back to the, I want to talk about the showering. So you said, you told me that you think that the water itself is getting your feet clean, Mm -hmm. right? Well, how is that not applicable to the rest of your skin on your body though? Cause you wash the rest of your body and I feel like your feet get the brunt of like sweat and germs just 
by being well, on, in shoes. Well, I think what you're mistaking is the mistake you're making is an assumption that afterwards I then know don't dry those places. So to me, a lot of that gets taken out, like the water's running down it, but then like um, I'm drying them with the towel. Like I'm not, yeah, I'm not walking. But I don't, I don't walk barefoot. I don't walk with um, uh, in flip flops ever. I'm always wearing shoes and socks, which I know that you're going to get sweaty, right? But I don't know. It's, it, I, I'm not saying, oh, this is the. I'm not saying I do it the correct way. I'm just saying something that doesn't ever cross my mind. Yeah. Lori, do you have to make a conscious effort or do you have like a rhythm when you're in the shower of like first you wash your arm, then your right arm, then your stomach, then your like neck? How do you do you have like a rhythm that you'd follow? Yes. Uh, so I uh, first I, I describe uh, it slowly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey. All right, everybody. We're going to be talking about my shower technique. I'm going to be going limb from limb. So get ready and get ready to be wet mm-hmm. um okay so first what i like to do is completely get like completely wet and also like what like put it's sort of like if you imagine like washing a car you like you hose down the car first before you put on the soap that's kind of what i do i hose down my body first before i put any soap on or scrub because i like okay. to just wash like the original layer of filth off with just water then i put uh then i do shampoo because uh especially now with my hair being so long with the shampoo i can kind of push my hair up so it's sort of blocking uh it's not in the way of my back or anything um then i shave my face what? And uh, then I put this redness Cetaphil on my face. Wait, let's go back to the part where you said you shave your face. No, we'll oh, see. Oh, to open up to exfoliate? Yeah, to exfoliate. Okay. And then I put this red Cetaphil on my face uh, to, to scrub off, to like, and I keep it on there. So I keep the, the face, the soap, face soap and the hair, the uh, shampoo on there. And then just depending on how much time I have, uh, in the uh, to shower, sometimes what I like to do is I'll um, I'll wash everything. I'll wa- I'll keep my face stuff on, and I'll I'll hold it on for like a minute or two minutes, and then I'll wash it off, and then I'll and then I'll scrub my body. I have this like a uh, um, brush scrubber, and I use there's like a hard bristle part first that I use first without any soap and that's to exfoliate my skin. Cause I have very sensitive skin. So I need to get like dead skin off. Um, so that way I don't itch a lot. And then I use another, uh, the other side and I put soap on it and I, you know, scrub down everything and I, uh, wash my legs and then I take a cloth and I wash, I put soap on that and I wash my under area. And then I take in sometimes depending, again, this is depending on if I have time, I'll wash my feet. Mm-hmm. Now, if I don't have a lot of time, if I have like, you know, seven to 10 minutes to take a shower, I'll do, I'll just do everything. I'll keep my hair and my face soap on and I'll just take the brush with the soap and scrub everything. And then I'll like wash everything off. But I, that's only if that's only if I'm in a hurry. I, I kind of like to do things in separates because I find that if I, when I rush, I tend to itch more later on in the day. So, okay. Yeah. I feel my showers last less time than uh, Lori's description of her shower. <laughs> it takes a lot of work. A lot of people don't realize this. It takes a lot of work for a fat person not to smell. 
to completely clean themselves. I agree with that. I agree with that. And so I feel like, I feel like that's another reason why I want to lose weight is because I want to not have to spend so much goddamn time in the shower, making sure that I've scrubbed every, because you also got to get folds and you got to make sure that you're not like retaining any water and the drying off is a whole other scenario. So, I mean, it's like, it's exhausting. So I have two questions and I don't know if this is Joe, do you have a, like what Lori has a stick with a loofah on the bottom of it? No, I don't. Should I buy one today at Target? Well, why? I mean, that would be great for your feet. It, so look, you don't have to bend. It, over. I'll tell you what I'm going to, I wonder if I can still add it at Target. To uh, be honest with you, I don't use it for my feet. I use it for just because I like to be able to reach my back. So, yeah. so I use that mostly for that and my butt area. Wait, 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 wait. What did you say? My butt area? What do you mean your butt area? It's a big butt, so I call it my butt area. Oh, so you scrub like your cheeks? Yeah. You're not using that loofah to go up your butt and... No, I'm not doing it to scratch my b-hole. Uh-huh. No. Do you write Do you write a finger on your b-hole? Do I... Have I ever had a finger on my b-hole? No, like with soap. Do you clean oh. your crack? No. No. What? Is that something we no, should no, talk no, about? No, 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 no. I think you, I think that's dangerous to do. I would I'm never do it. Side of my asshole, my anus. Cavity, okay, but hold on, hold on. Let's talk about what I do clean my that area. But let's talk about different ways. That, so before people think I don't clean it, I do. But go ahead, Jay. What are you doing? Okay, because this is a visual thing for us, so maybe you guys can describe it better. But I get a lather on my hands, mm-hmm. and then it's like a hand goes. Here's like the cheeks, and you have to part. You slide up like a hot slice. <laughs> Okay. Oh, see, I don't even have that kind of range. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I like that Jay I thinks. To. I think that Jay thinks that that we have like the arm, like that my arms are like I'm Slender Man all of a sudden. And I, like, yeah. Like, or 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 Mr. <laughs> Fantastic or something that I can just stretch my arm all the if way. If I back reach there. my arm all the way back, I'm gonna try and do it on camera. I'm gonna try yeah, the I'm top gonna, of my butt, and then I'll tell you what I'm gonna try and do it on camera. Lori, can you do the play by play on this? Here we go. Okay, so Joe's getting up it's, right. Oh, he's got lovely hair. He's got lovely. Okay, so he's pushing his chair aside. Thank God. Can you see him? He's wearing pants. Good for him. All right, so he's ready yeah. to go. He's ready to go. He's going to do it. Oh, oh, oh. Nope. Top of the butt. Not even a little bit. But it's not enough to go inside. Not even a little bit to go inside. But can we talk for a second how great Joe's hair looks? Yeah, I'm Joe's really, hair is. I'm really good. jealous of his hair right now. I know. I kind of like it. What are you doing with your hair? Because your hair looks amazing. You know, I found the trick. I'm going to do it when after quarantine, after I get my hair cut. I'm going to take a shower at... I'm going to do my hair at night. Okay. okay? And not do it in, like, not do it in the morning. Because what happens is I get great bed hair. Yeah, it looks great. I took a shower last night and I looked like I was like about... No, I look like the way that they animate a bowl. Whenever they do an animated bowl, that's what I look like. But then it, it, when I wake up, it's fantastic. My you do kind of look like an animated ball. Yeah. Or like, like listening, it's, it's Curly Sue. It's ringlets just brushed gently across his forehead. Yeah. Or like, uh, this is a really obscure gay nerd reference, but like a fat version of uh, Los Angeles Philharmonic uh, conductor Gustavo Dudamel. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> dead ringer. Okay, I'm going to put it in Hangouts. Um. All right. Well, should I get to the story? I'll I'll give you guys. I only have two stories. 
Should I give you guys? I'll give you guys the stories, and then you tell me which one you want to hear first. Okay. Okay. So the first one I feel like is a more a lengthier conversation, maybe. I don't know. And it's the J.K. Rowling's essay about her reasons for speaking out on sex and gender issues. Mm -hmm. All right. The second one is a Belgian man has been pranked with pizza deliveries for nine horrible years. Okay. Which one I want to do first. Okay. I have my vote. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we go there. Before we go there. Okay. Just so everyone knows, Lori, what's your uh, technique for cleaning your asshole? Oh, my <laughs> technique for cleaning my asshole? Yeah. We didn't well, you didn't that. say what yours was. I'll tell you mine right now. Okay. Uh, so mine is, uh, you know what? I will say I probably don't clean as much as I should. Mm-hmm. Mostly when I know that, like, sexy sex is going to happen. Not like, not like, like quick sex, but like long, prolonged sex. I'll mm-hmm. use like a wipe. Okay. And I'll, I'll like a baby wipe or something and I'll just kind of reach back there. Okay. So, I just don't see how a wipe is different from putting a little bit of soap on your hand. I didn't say it was gross. I'm just saying I, I couldn't do that physically. Okay. I wouldn't be able to do that. I thought you were talking about taking a bar of soap and like rubbing it on your butt. That's what I literally thought. No, you were no, 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 about. no, no. I know some people do that though. And I would never use their soap. No, here's what I do I always have one of those. Um, I have to only, in fact, I will. Ugh, think choices are made hotel choices airbnbs everything surround revolves around you know those showers with like the the handle that comes up and there's like a big chain or something like a yeah. hose that connects it and then i put it to the 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 setting where it does like the, the stream like the jet stream yeah and then i will take it and i will crouch down and essentially self bidet like to the point where i think something gets raw you know uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and I do that to to like wipe down the butt. And then, like a cartoon, your body fills up with water, and you lift off, and you bounce off the walls of all of the bathroom. Okay, this is gonna be kind of gross. But I'm gonna tell you this. <laughs> okay. My new bidet is so fucking powerful. How powerful is it? It's <laughs> so powerful that whenever I need to, I can give myself a mini enema, a minima, a blank in my blank. Yeah. So like I so like it shoots just up enough so like it just cleans maybe like the, the the foyer of my asshole, mm. you know the greeting uh, zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The greeting zone to speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the love cup, the loving cup. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I don't like that. Yeah. So anyway, okay. So, that, so those are our techniques. All right, Lori, continue. Uh, Jay, do you have a choice between those two stories? I really with J.K. Rowling, I've I've had it officially like i don't i didn't click on the story i didn't read the essay i know her basic defense like quote unquote of what she's been saying but i think i'd rather hear something about the pizza man just because i don't know what that story okay so here's my thought is are we doing both stories laurie just one i i mean it really depends on how much time we have yeah it's true because we also have to do ask a skinny person people's favorite segment so Um, i'm still good on time so i'm not Pushed for anything. I will say that um, if we're going to do the Rowling story, I'd rather do it first and end on a positive one like the pizza delivery. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. And, you know, J.K. Rowling might not be as long as as I thought, but um, let's see. I just have – I just want to list her reasons and I, they're going to be shorter because I'm not taking her whole article. Okay. 
but uh, she has five reasons for. So she goes, well, I've got five reasons for being worried about the new trans activism and deciding I need to speak up. I'm uh-huh. doing it in a British accent to kind of get uh-huh. into the headspace. Uh-huh. Firstly, I have a charitable trust that focuses on alleviating social deprivation in Scotland with a particular emphasis on women and children. So I don't know what that means, why mm-hmm. she has, she's worried about that. Um, she also goes on to say that she funds MS research, which she claims, which she says, which I, I, mean, I mean, I don't necessarily know if this is true or not because I haven't researched it, that MS affects women and men differently. Which, you know, I can I can see that being a thing where you want. But then it's almost like, well, who's not who's saying that they don't want to fund MS research? Like nobody's saying that they, you know, don't want to find the cure for MS. So whatever. Mm-hmm. The second reason is that I'm an ex-teacher and the founder of a children's charity, which gives me an interest in both education and safeguarding. Mm-hmm. Like many others, I have deep concerns about the effect the trans right movement is having on both. The third reason is that as much as a much banned author, I'm interested in freedom of speech and having have publicly defended it even unto Donald Trump. The fourth reason is where things start to get truly personal. I'm concerned about the huge explosion in young women wishing wishing to transition about and also about the increasing numbers who seem to be dis- detransitioning, returning to their original sex because they regret taking steps that have in some cases altered their bodies irrevocably. What's this accent you're doing? I don't know. I'm trying. That's all I can say. It's perfect. And and taking away their fertility. Uh, You know what? I mean, sounds like J.K. Rowling's here in 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 with here with us. (laughs) I feel like I'm in Oxford. Yeah. So, uh, so then she goes on a more lengthy thing about that, and then I'm trying to find her. Her fifth reason is mostly, you know, worried that men will find a way oh which brings me to my fifth reason i'm deeply concerned about the consequences of the current trans activism so she's worried that like essentially it boils down to she's worried that she's worried by eliminating gender that we are not going to be able that we are essentially going to be able to not not find uh cures for medicine that we are going to uh you know essentially we're going to tell young people that they should transition into a different gender earlier and earlier until they get to an age where they realize they don't want to transition and then they'll have done irrevocable damage to their bodies. Um, She believes that, uh, you know, she feels like this is, she she in a not so subtle way says that she feels like this is another way for men to eliminate the power of the female gender and she also feels like this could be a way that men are able to also uh, abuse women on a different spectrum. So those are kind of her five different reasons for doing for doing it. And um, each one of those reasons is bullshit. So it's it's pretty pretty sad that um, she believes that. It's crazy that somebody can have an opinion on something that they've not experienced in their own body and just speak about it without well, having I mean, that, you know, like it, it, I, when I was in school, I do remember a statistic saying that men who transitioned to women had a really hard time with the socioeconomic uh, 
or with the what that meant for their status in culture because they took such a hit from being a high status being a man into a woman where they are not treated the same yeah but it, i mean that's uh, that's why they there are so many steps to be taken when you decide i i god i feel so out of touch talking about it because i don't know all the things but i i think that there's still a lot of steps that you have to make in order to transition because there are so many things that happen psychologically and physically with you that you have to be prepared for um, when preparing for that transition. So I think yeah. that there are steps in place for that. And I don't, I don't think she gets to speak out about those issues without experiencing Here, it. Here's my main issue with this whole thing is that I, I think, you know, people have opinions about everything. I, I could have, you, you know, give me a topic. I could have an opinion about it if I've never, hey, even Lori, if I've never experienced Lori, it. opinions are like assholes. Jay sticks yeah. his soapy fingers up them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of them are washed. Yeah. And, I, you know, she does, in her essay, she does say that she has, in her past, been sexually abused. And she's been a victim of abuse uh, in a marriage. So... She's coming at this from an intense place of fear, which I can sympathize with to a point. But at some point, you ha- like, when I was younger, I will say that, and I, I am ashamed to say that, but when I was younger, I did have her similar viewpoints. I did feel like, you know, I thought that trans was a mental disease. And I thought that, you know, I thought a bunch of different things. But that's because I didn't understand what was happening. And I was coming at it from my point of view, which is I'm a person who does not want to transition. So it's like, well, what would make me want to transition? And then I, I, my, my thinking was, well, it's almost, it's logical that it's a mental disease, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think the issue is when you come from a place of fear and you come from a place of ignorance, those two things come together and then you start meeting other people who have the same beliefs. And then you have this confirmation bias. And I think that she's just, she is she's trying to understand a topic that she just will never understand. And I think instead of taking a step back and saying, obviously, this is something that that I will never understand or I don't know anything about. She's deciding that she's going to, you know, argue a case against it, which it's like, who gives a shit what you think? You know, nobody you're not making any laws. You're not doing anything. So I don't know. I feel like she unfortunately, I feel like she's just too set in her ways. To, to change your mind. And, you know, it's it's disheartening. So, Do we know why she decided to tweet this? Like, where where did that come from? She's, She's been doing this for a while. She's been doing this for a while. This is not this is not the first time she's uh, uh, come out against trans people. It has to do mostly with this case in England. I forget what it was called. It was a really controversial case in England. Um, maybe uh, executive producer Humble Pie will figure out, find the link for us. But there was a case in England, a trans rights case in England that you know, and she was constantly commenting on the side of a woman. I think it has to do with a woman who thought she lost her job because of a trans person or something weird like that. Well, she mentioned something in the beginning. Yeah, there's some sort of court case in England that she was very much on the side of this woman who was anti-trans. Here we and go. That's when it first for- came out. For people who don't know, I'm just dis- ditching the the accent. For people who don't know, last December I tweeted my support for Maya Forstarter, Forstater, a tax specialist who lost her job for what were deemed transphobic tweets. 
She took her case to an employment tribunal asking the judge to rule on whether a philosophical belief that sex is determined by biology is protected in law. Judge Taylor ruled that it it wasn't. So, um, and she even said her, my interest in trans issues predated Maya's case by almost two years. I think so when it first started coming to the public's attention that and she and then there, there was another case that happened very recently. It's a weird story <laughs> where somebody I think for cha- I could again maybe Lori will find this story or something, but for some sort of charity event or something or she was doing something for a charity, and either someone bought like a charity autograph or she signed a photo for someone. Uh, digitally, it was some weird story like this, but in, apropos of nothing, apropos of nothing, signed this autograph and then put, like, some anti-trans <laughs> nonsense on the autograph. It, and it had, there was nothing to do with trans people whatsoever, and she just put it in in the, in the autographed object. I don't remember exactly this. But <laughs> I remember, like, what? Well, it, it's like a super weird story where, like, her publicist said that she made a mistake, but then I think she came out to, no, I didn't. It's so weird. That story, the story about the autograph is so bizarre. Um, uh, yeah, I can't find that one, but... Uh, here, I'll try and find it while, you, while Jay talks about it. Well, <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I just think her... She has very um, poor... I don't know. The the thing that comes to my mind with her recently was like her talking about the wizards that shit and then they would make it disappear. It's like nobody asked for that information. Nobody needs to know that. She just seems a little off her like maybe she's she's a little bored and she's trying to find something to have a cause or a voice about. Yeah. And I don't think she's picking the right well, subject. I think that she legitimately believes in this and you know, I I I just feel it just makes me sad because I think she's coming from a place of intense fear. You know, she for a good portion of her essay, she mentions that she thinks that this is a way for men to abuse, another way for men to abuse women. And I think that she truly believes that. I disagree. Yeah. Do you think it's something that's like an opinion that somebody can come back from? Like, do you think that she'll, that there's a a case for her to be turned into a different mentality? Here's the thing. I think with with that type of person, she it's almost like she is she needs to be the victim almost, you know, like she is, you know, she's she calls out people for calling her turf, which uh, uh, I guess is called trans exclusionary radical feminist. And so which, uh, if I remember, isn't that people who only allow feminism or feminist attributes to be to cisgendered women, like women born with. Okay. Yeah. And I think, I believe so. And so she, um, you know, I, I mean, who knows? I, I would, I would hope that she would eventually get come through the other side, but I think that she is just so wrapped up in it now that I don't think that she will ever change her mind. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, look, you, you want to talk about crazy? I mean, let's talk about, like, there are people who, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner doesn't really believe in trans rights or LGBT rights. Like, if you yeah. listen to her talk about that kind of stuff, she doesn't believe in it. So it's one of those things where I just feel like there are people who, you know, are 
just that there it's like there's a there's a cutoff from reality that they just don't see you know and they can't they can't get their they can't get out of their own way and she's one of those i think she is i think she's a compassionate i mean in her writing you can't deny that she's a compassionate uh understanding person as far as like the struggles of the humankind and you know that we should all get along so i don't think that she wants trans people to feel less than i don't think that's her intention I think she's she's arguing something that I feel like she thinks everybody, even trans people, should get on board with, and I just don't. I don't think she's right. I think she's she's, you know, I think she's in the wrong. Unfortunately, you know. So, it just to me it seems kind of ridiculous that I've never understood the talking point of like, oh, being able to use the same bathroom as a woman is an open door to abusing women. It's like. In my experience and from what I've, what I've read and what I've heard about male, men who are predators, they're not going to wait for a certificate. Like she, she talks about something in, in the story. She talks about, um, and I'm paraphrasing here, but she talks about how, um, uh, like, let's say uh, a man, let's say you decide you, you want to transition into a woman or you want to be known as a woman, but you don't want to transition. You don't want to go through the, uh, the hormone blockers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you just want to be your body, your same body, but just be known as a woman. You yeah. can get a certificate that claims that you, you, are, you are recognized as a female. even though Like one of those certificates made. you get like at Office Depot? Yeah, you go you go to Office Depot, and uh, you know you pick out what what kind what color mauve is, and then you get you get the uh, certificate. So um, so, anyways, but what she's claiming is is that certificate could allow a man to walk into a woman's restroom and abuse women, or you know look at women or whatever. And to me, I don't feel like men male predators are not going to wait around for that kind of stuff. No male predator that I've ever heard of is like, well, once I get the certificate that proves I'm a woman, I can walk in and abuse women as much as I want. No, if a man sees, if a male predator sees a woman that he wants to abuse, he's going to go and abuse her. Find he's, a not way. Gonna, he's not going to, you know, deal with the court system to get a certificate to prove that he, you know, he's not going to go through I this think, whole yeah. fucking rigmarole. Yeah, I think a different way of saying it is. There's no law that's stopping it from happening now. There's nobody who's intent on no. on, on uh, sexually assaulting a woman who's like, if it wasn't against the law to go inside of a woman's restroom, though. You also, know. you bring up a good two, point too, Joe, which is that thank you. Just because you're allowed into the same restroom doesn't mean you're allowed to sexually assault a. It's still against the law. Like it's not like it's like allowing a a a, um, a quote unquote what they're determining as a man as lo- dressed as a woman mm-hmm. allowing a man dressed as a woman to go into a restroom would just mean that they have access to that restroom they can't like go and like touch women or mm-hmm. you know look in women's stalls or grope you know it's not a that, woman that, can't do that if a woman if a cisgendered woman did that if a woman did that it would <laughs> yeah, be wrong yeah i know i've been out of many restrooms because i grope women well, it, oh my God, you ruined my. I was waiting for the moment to say my joke where I was like, "I'm jail." You know, this. I've been trying to get a court certificate to say that Lori is a man posing as a woman. <laughs> but um, okay, well, let's move on to the the topic that Jay has been waiting breathlessly for. Yeah, oh, pizza. All, yeah, pizza, because he is as we I'm all Italian. know. He's Italian. You're Italian. <laughs> yeah, the Ellis is for Ellis Island because that's where his, his ancestors came over. Yeah. So go yeah, ahead. that boat right through it. Yeah, so go ahead, Jay. 
All I don't right. know. Th- I don't know this topic. This story. It's one of the oldest pranks. How do you in not know? Book? You're Italian. You should just be automatically knowing about everything going on with pizza. <laughs> this wasn't in the newsletter. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you still get mailed newsletters. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> it's one of the oldest pranks in the book. Ordering an unwanted pizza to someone's house. It's even happened to the Queen of England. But at what point does the gag stop being funny? For a man in Belgium, after nine years of pizza delivery, he was finally fed up enough to turn to the press. Fed up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's the tea. Thank you, guys. (laughs) That got Joe more than I thought. Okay, Uh, this is in Belgium. I don't have any expertise in Belgium. Okay, go ahead. Jean Van Landegem... Mm. And the pizzas that have plagued him for nearly a decade have become a global phenomenon. Laurie, after stop, the stop, Belgium stop, 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 Laurie, stop. I, got, I don't want to appreciate you right now for how good you are at reading people's names and pronouncing people's names. You're so good you. at Maria Carey. Uh, John Bell de Graham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it has more story. But isn't it weird because, you know, I always have to wonder, like, how come teachers could never say my name? And Laurie is a teacher and she can't say people's names. It's only, you know, with doctors, doctors have messy handwriting. Oh, you gotta, I, I gotta be honest. When I'm a substitute, I have like a, the dumbest brain when I read names. Like, I think, uh, I think I said April, April one time. And she was like, it's April. Like I was like, I was that caricature from like Key and Peel. Yeah. Where he's like, Aaron. like I can't pronounce anybody's name. Aaron. Yeah. Uh, okay. So a German, a Belgian site, het led set. News. Oh God! One of the country's oldest and most popular newspapers shared the turnout turnout residents' bizarre tale late last month. It started nine years ago. Suddenly, a pizza delivery man handed me a whole load of pizzas, but I hadn't ordered anything. The pizzas, or sometimes other delivery standards like kebabs, kept coming for a wait, while. Wait, 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 said, wait! Other delivery standards. You know how people are always getting kebabs. In Belgium, maybe. Mine are on the way right now. I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe kebabs are a big thing in Belgium. Yeah. You know, other delivery standards like kebabs. And Lori Lori just skipped right over that. Uh Uh-huh. That seems like a totally logical thing to say. I mean, I don't know. I'm not Belgian. Okay, go ahead. I don't know what the hell they're... Uh, for a while, he said he thought the whole thing was a mix-up, the result of a pizza lover repeatedly getting his own address wrong. Eventually, Mm -hmm. however, Landigim realized that tension had to be malicious Mm -hmm. i cannot sleep anymore i start shaking every time i hear a scooter on the street (laughs) (laughs) ptsd pizza does he have to to pay for the pizza Uh, i haven't i don't i don't uh i dread that someone will come to drop off hot pizzas yet another time the orders (laughs) the delivery service it can be on a weekday during weekends at any time uh, but also from the surrounding areas, I have even had deliveries at, to me at 2 a.m. Oh, well, a, oh, here we go. A small silver lining said uh, Van Langdegem said the annoying pranks don't cost him anything. But beyond being a headache for himself, the restaurants also face the repercussions. I have always refused the delivery, so I've never paid for anything, he stated. But at one point in January of the last year, 10 different deliveries reportedly showed up at his door one for 14 pizzas. It cost them money and they have to throw the food away. On the day that 10 deliveries showed up, I did the math. It cost $510. Don't you think though? Wait, here, hold on for a second. He lives, what, where does he live? 
Belgium. Uh, Belgium. Parent thought. Uh, okay. I guess is so. You know, you know where I live. There's a radius for which they'll deliver pizzas. Right. They're not going to deliver pizzas across the country. Okay. <laughs> so don't yeah. you think by this point, nine years later, they would have this guy's address? Like, look, he doesn't. Don't go. Don't deliver this ad. In other words, the story should be he can't get a pizza delivered because his name's blacklisted because people keep sending these addresses to him. Like, why would they still continue to? Well, my question is, okay, there's somebody who's doing this. It's a great prankster. But who are these pizza places that are still going? Like, well, I guess he. I guess Hans Langerson really wanted a pizza this time. So it gets even crazier. So he actually oh. lives in a place called Turnhout. Mm-hmm. And he says, a friend of mine who lives in Herenthout, about 17 miles away, is going through the exact same thing as I am. She has been receiving pizza she has not ordered for nine years, too. Sometimes we both get them on the same day. When that happens, we warn each other to expect a delivery. The whole wait, story. Wait, 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 wait. That doesn't make any sense. Sometimes they get them on the same day. When that happens, we warn each other. Well, it would. That just hurt my brain. It would already have happened. Like, how would you warn them? Like, like I just got one, a pizza. One person goes, I just got a pizza today. So look out. You probably get a pizza. Okay. But, like, what does that do? Now you just have two alerts saying that you have a pizza on the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't get any alerts. They don't. It's not because they don't order them. So then yeah. getting alerts. This this thing's uh, fishy. He said that he's he has delivery seats as proof that he's brought to the police, but that uh they haven't been able to do anything. I, I cannot take it anymore, Van Langdigan says. When I find out whoever has been bothering me for the past nine years, it will not be their best day. So that's it. I imagine this paper company, like this story coming to them in year two, and they're like, no, year three, mm-mm, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then finally nine years, they're like, I, we have to write we have about to run this. this story now. This is crazy. Yeah. I'm actually going to see. I didn't do this. In the, I should have done this, but I just thought the story was so funny. So I'm going to go to Snopes and see if it's true. Where, where, what's the source? Food and wine. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> David Busters. Yeah. Uh okay okay. Um now it's time for, you know, everyone's favorite segment of the show. It's called Ask a Skinny Person. Lori, do you already have uh Ask a Skinny Person uh uh songs I mean questions queued up? Do I have questions? Oh, uh no. I I mean I can think of some, but Is there normally music? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't remember there ever being music. Yeah, there's music. Okay. All right, time for Ask a Skinny Person. Uh, Jay, let me think of a good one here. I have one. Yeah, go ahead. Lori said that you were winded after one mile, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I was exhausted. That's not a question, What's... Jay. <laughs> yeah, what? I'm setting the, the base. What's the hardest exercise that will like just totally take it out of you? Well, Lori, I'm gonna ask a question. Were you winded after walking a mile, Lori? Yeah, I I was. No, well, I wouldn't say winded. I was just tired. Like I could have walked more. I just was exhausted. Were you moving at a fast clip? No. Have you seen me walk? 
No, I was not moving at a fast clip. Actually, it was really funny because there was a guy. So we what we did is we did a big loop around my neighborhood. So when we were when we were doing the first leg, when we were walking the first the first like couple blocks. Who's we? My girlfriend and I. Oh. Uh, this this runner was coming at us the different direction. He was running on the street. Okay, so we get we get to this the end of the corner, and then we make a right, and that's the second leg because you know there's four corners. So that's the second leg. The guy, the runner, has already come all the way around. <laughs> is now see we see him running all the so he essentially lapped us. But yeah, it's we, like Mario Kart where yeah. the computer laps you. That's how slow we were. Is that mm-hmm. it took it took us longer to walk. Like I guess a few extra feet than it did for him to run a whole mile. So. I like how Jay brought it back to Mario Kart. Uh, if you're asking, hey. if you're asking, hey. they 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 drop a bomb in front of you, Lori. Yeah, or like banana peels. Yeah, start 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 tripped on a banana peel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she tri- she's actually still out there. She's uh, I haven't gotten gotten her yet. Uh, there were some turtles thrown at us. It was, you know, actually what's funny is, is that I, uh, I started out skinnier and then I got a, a mushroom and I gained a bunch of weight. So <laughs> I ended up fatter than I originally started out. <laughs> um, I'm talking about the exercise that I, if I've ever done anything that like, are you talking like an ex- exercise I would usually do? Or are you talking about like, have I ever done an event that has completely knocked me out? Like an exercise where what what was the most taxing on your body? Like have you done a burpee before? Oh, burpees suck. I They're hate the burpees. Worst. Um, I actually can't do a lot of burpees before I throw up. I, burpees to me have always been a, an exercise that I could do like maybe I don't know if it's the motion or what, but I could do maybe two or three and then I and then I feel sick. They're hard. Um, yeah. I would say the hardest for me is anything where I have to jump. Or because I have really really bad balance, so anything where I have to like raise a knee, or uh, I used to have to do these uh, these things where you stand on like a little bit of a ledge, and but you have your one leg on the ground, and then you take that leg and you lift it, and you kind of step up, and then you lift your knee up. Mm-hmm. That's really hard because I my it, it causes me to have to uh, you know struggle with my balance and everything. So I did a I was dead last in a, a half ma- a half marathon one time. Oh, so. congratulations. I was knocked out for like 24 hours after that. So that was crazy. But voted Miss Congeniality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a woman who, uh, who she does, that's what she does is she does half miles for heart awareness because she's had two strokes. And she said, she, her claim is that she always comes in dead last. So she was upset with me because I came in dead last. Yeah. So you were in a competition with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was, ups- but it was because of her that I finished because she had a coach. And so I just walked with her for the remainder of the time. And she had a gun her coach would go, cause by the time we were like, we weren't even halfway done and they were already picking up the mile markers. They were already like, all right, this is all cleared up. Mm-hmm. We're done. And so, uh, his, the coach kind of told us where to walk and stuff. So yeah, thank God I had that that lady there. Do you like swimming? Um, I'm not very good at it. So, and also I do fall into the category of like swimming makes me very hungry afterwards. So what what category? I've never heard this category. You never heard that? (laughs) Oh yeah. There's a whole thing where like some people it doesn't, but some people like when you finish swimming, you want to eat like 
I want to eat like a, a whole steak and potatoes, and I'm just starving. So, Joe, but I is do that like you? It. Do you like swimming, Joe? I do like to swim. Uh, I do have a swimming pool here, and I take advantage of it when I can. And uh, except I'm such a fucking baby, I don't like the sun, so I have to always wait until this. But where the swimming pool is, unfortunately, there's sun on it basically all the way and from morning until like six or seven p.m. So I can't mm-hmm. swim until later, but uh, I do like swimming. Okay. All right. All right. But um, it, doesn't, it doesn't make me hungry. Ask one question. We're going to go. Cause we're coming up in an hour, and then I have to go. Strangely, I have a game night at 4.30. Jay, do you ever uh, do you, do you ever go to the gym just to say you've gone to the gym and then immediately go get a smoothie afterwards? <laughs> no. The... Uh... I have gone to the gym and realized I don't want to be there at that point, but I'll at least do 20 minutes on like a treadmill or a bike just to break a sweat. Now, Jay, that's, but this leads to a good question. Do you actually enjoy working out and going to the gym? I look forward to it. Yeah. I, I feel weird if I don't do something, something like I, I have my dog that I walk every day, but if mm-hmm. I don't jump rope or break a sweat in the day, I feel weird. Do you know what that feels like, Lori? I mean, I feel the same way about eating. If I don't break a sweat, I feel like I feel weird about it. Strangely, I feel that way about my character, little Joey Diaz, in Animal Crossing. If he doesn't like uh, pull the weeds and and uh, find the fossils and uh, chop the wood, I feel like what what's the point of the day? But that didn't. It didn't start like that for me. It was a learned. Th- it was. It became part of my schedule, and then I really looked forward to it being the. Um, I got really into boxing, so that was mm-hmm. like my. It was so fun to just do boxing, or uh, I I would get on treadmills and just do the sprint, like sprint burst versus hills, and I don't mm-hmm. know. It's it's something I listen to my podcast while I do that stuff, and it's just it's like my time for like meditation. Swimming is my absolute favorite, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds great. I have another question. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you do you have to factor in the time it takes? Uh, when you're at the gym for trainers to walk up to you and talk to you about how you could be doing that exercise better or how they could help you lose more weight. Uh, and then you have to tell them, no, you're just interested in working out. Do you have to, do you have to worry about that? I've never been approached by a trainer. Never? Not once. Lori, I've never been approached by a trainer. Oh my God. I get approached by all the trainers all the time. What do they say? They're always like, just like oh. a t- Hey, that's a great that's a great first start. But actually, I don't know if you should be doing that exercise. I, I could show you a couple exercises if you want to sign up for a free session. Or hey, maybe you know a, a great job coming in the gym. That's the first step. Maybe oh, uh, maybe you should work with a trainer. Oh, what like a microaggression? I would. Yeah. You know what I would say is I'm actually under. Uh, I went to physical therapy and I'm under like certain exercises that I have to do on my own. So fuck off. No, I'm not going to lie to them. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna make up a thing. I'm gonna. I just say, hey, I'm. Lori's doing my gonna own give thing. him a fake credit card, and then the, when the run the credit card doesn't go for the sessions she took. Yeah, that's exactly is, what I do. Is it the same trainer or a different person every time? No, just a different person every time. Hmm. Happened for nine like years. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's let's call it a day there because it's gonna take Lori five minutes just to do her fucking plug. So let's start wrapping. Oh. Uh-huh. I would, well, Joe, you know, you didn't ask any questions. Yeah, but we're running out of time, and I'm t- I have to get. I want to have to have some some sort of break before I go on another. People, I don't know. I can't bitch about it right now. 
uh, where it's like, oh, come on, Joe, after all your podcasts, let's go do a game night, which I have to be there because I have the games. Who are you playing games with? Mercedes and Chris and all these stupid people. Okay. On air? No, uh, no, but I have to run this so that they can hear the games and stuff. Um, let me see. What's okay. the name of this show? Oh, the T. Uh, Do we have a poll this week? Oh, yeah. What's the poll for the week, Lori? Uh, I mean, I guess the more universal one would be, do you wash your butthole? But I guess that's more of a how do you wash your butthole? Because we, we really didn't decide what you know, the butthole thing is. Um, what? I guess, do you uh, do you get approached at the gym? That could be a poll. Can mm. you touch your butthole? Can you touch? Oh, there you go. Can you touch your butthole? That's a good one. <laughs> I do like, have you ever been approached at the gym? Lori, can you? If you can't, why not? I'm a tubby piece of lard meat. Oh, come on, Lori. That's not very nice of you to say. Ow! <laughs> Ow! I just said my head. Sipping, no? I'm a tubby piece of lard meat. Because, that's oh, why you hit your head, God. Lori? I always forget that I have that, that you have that audio. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it sounds like it's so clear, like you just said it. Does it sound like she really said it? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, okay, well, let's call it a day there. I have to go back to where the audio where I was. Uh, Lori, uh, okay, well, Jay, do your plugs first. I I don't care about socials. I just want to encourage everybody to keep wearing face masks and donate if you can to all the causes that need money right now. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know what? You're right, Jay. I want to say a personal thank you to Jordan Darling, who donated to Undergrad Prep at undergradprep.org. If you want to help black and Latino kids uh, take the test that they need to go to uh, undergradprep.org and donate just like Jordan Darling did. Uh, that's both selfless acts, Jay. You were selfless. I'm selfless. All right, Lori, go. All right, if you guys want to help out a uh, chubby white girl and uh, her slightly less chubby uh, Mexican friend who do a podcast, please go to patreon.com slash bloody podcast. That's me and mine uh, podcast where we talk about female-centric looks at crime and folklore. We're also at bloodypodcast.com and at bloodypodcast on social media. Also, I have a podcast with my friend Colin. It's just two white people talking about their issues. So that's interesting. Uh, it's uh, Lori and Colin have an episode where we watch an episode of a television show. It's a different television show, a, di- a different episode every time, and we just use it as an excuse to talk about our issues. So, yeah, that's it. The Tea is an Afterthought Media podcast.